Well, me and my mate Adrian, we used to go off to the woods. Okay. We used to make, uh, you know, climb trees, do things like that, build dens. Do yeah. you just go off all day? Yeah, it was great. Just in the morning, you know, just say, yeah, just get out about nine, ten o'clock, get off, all meet up, be Adrian and Peter, and then we just race off into the woods of Sherborne and just be gone for the day. And just to come back about tea time and then uh, have some tea and then go out again. <laughs> it was good fun mm. because it was, uh, especially in the summer holidays, as I said, you know, we we never really went away really into local things because, as you're aware of, Dorset is a very beautiful county mm. and it's uh, it's got everything you need. And, um, you know, if you wanted to go, Saturday shopping day was a bit boring, you know, because you used to, you know, once a month, you used to go to the shops like in Dorchester or Yeovil, or wherever, Crookern, or wherever like that, to go over to. Dorchester was really a quiet town then, when I was about 15, 15, 16. It had the, the hotel on the front, the Antelope Hotel, remember that? And then there was all the coffee houses, Horse with Red Umbrella, stuff like that. And then my principal best memory is that I went to Europe to travel when I was about 18 years old. And I had to come and kick myself out. And the only place that would kick me out to go to Europe with travelling stuff, rucksacks and stuff, was the um, Great Western Camping. On the, it used to be on Great Western Road, and now it's on the High Street. And that was where I bought all my stuff to go to Europe. And uh, I went for two months, and I sailed from Weymouth. And that was when Sealink was sailing then. Mm. That was all those years ago. In fact, I had a real great experience the other day, because we went to Jersey. Uh, three weeks ago and went on the Condor and it's the first time I sailed from Weymouth for 31 years 32 years 32 years yeah and it was really really just uh, great to see the, the coast again think, oh, good grief all those years have passed and I'm doing it again but um, yeah it was an uh, interesting place Dorchester it was very quiet and then I went to work I went off to work and worked around the country and London and places like that and Birmingham, and then I did a spell in South Africa where I worked uh, down in Johannesburg, and uh, then came back. To so, but, but before we go too far, I just, yeah, just trying to, so it's trying to tease out those, it's, yeah, how like those, those things of building dens and what you'd get up to, because it's one of the curious things I'm finding is the fact you could just go off all day. Yeah. You know, yeah you nowadays, could. no, it's quite a you know, it's sort of like thinking. It's a shame because we've got such a lot of beautiful countryside around us. Mm. And it's a, you know, I look at kids. There was an interesting article on Radio 4 uh, yesterday. It was um, the psychologist on... Um, oh, what's, the, what's the presentation program we called when... Guest today is Sue Lawler. Oh, don't want to do it. Yeah, like Woman's Hour, I think. Not Woman's No, Hour. it's... Uh, oh, it's on Sunday as well. I always oh, listen okay. to it. Um, anyway, the psychologist was on there who's a child specialist. And the fact is that... One of the principal things I've listened to her about is the fact that, that have we really changed the mindset of the children to protect them too much, to keep them in? Or are we too scared of what could be out there that could get them? Mm. And I used to think, when I was a kid, there was nothing wrong. You know, there was, mind you, there's hardly any cars, for a start. You know, Dors- Dorset didn't have hardly any cars. And you see the photographs of, particularly where I live now, when this house was built in 1964, there were no cars. Mm. Just one if you got it. Mm. But then the thing is that the safety of the roads and everybody knew everybody. Nobody knew what was going on. In fact, if there was anything, if there was anything wrong, you can bet your bottom dollar that, like Mrs. Knobs at the road would say, "Oh, Dave's up in the woods with, with Robin." You know, so that's uh, we'd go on up and they'll find us if, if I was needed. Mm. Didn't see the point because I was playing around having a good time. But um, yeah, me and my sister used to go off, and Denise used to. Denise used to. Do, what did Denise used to do? She used to do girly things. And it's, yeah, it's like sewing and they go walking and stuff like bicycling, that's it. She used to do a lot of cycling, a lot of cycling with Jennifer, her friend. But um, yeah, it was, it's interesting to see the safety of it. Mm. You just didn't think of anything like that. Mm. You know, there was, uh, but saying that, you know, we're getting reports these days of coming out, things did happen in our childhood. But we weren't aware of it. Mm. Yeah, it was not known. Mm. But um, today, I think it's a shame. I really do think it's a shame. There's nothing more fun seeing a couple of kids running around and having a good time mm. and laughing. 
you know, that, that squealing laughing when they're running around on little bikes racing well. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, that sense of exploring your boundaries and who you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that I, I think it's a shame. I think it's a great shame yeah. that the where I live here, I've got a hill fort cross the road. I've got fields and water and rivers and bushes and stuff. And there's lots of fun they could be having in that. And it's empty. Yeah. But, but the other the other thing is is um, is possibly the actually that there's a greater pri- sense of private property nowadays. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, that's English heritage. So the things that um, it's um, it's fully accessible land. You know, it's all planned out. Uh, even the fields like down where the river from is and all that sort of thing. It's all accessible. It's all been made to be accessible by the walkways. Like there's the wild gardens. There's the by the river from you know the wild mm. gardens to and things that. These are all places for people to go, to have some fun, to see, to understand nature, to actually get get grips with it, and they don't. But, 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 you, but you would be building dens. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so you can see a couple in there, especially in the wild garden down by the river. There's, there's a den. I noticed it the other day, and I thought, oh good, they're having fun. That's good. And the things that uh, it's uh, like in the borough gardens, you hear a bunch of kids in the in the bushes. Yeah, I mean, I uh, think, and they're all laughing. You can, you can see them; they're laughing. I mean, it's just that it's just nice to hear that they've got the freedom. But the borough gardens has a safety net of that. It's got the walls, it's got the gates, it's got the keepers around, and the things that there's someone there got an eye just in case anything goes wrong. But it's not as free as it used to be. It's a shame. It's a great shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, um, I mean, I. So, so you'd build dens, you'd climb trees. So, did you get quite into nature? Did you? Yeah, you used to go swimming in the rivers. Oh. Get a log, sail down it. Brilliant. You know, it, you know, get a log, old tree, get in the water, and off you go. Absolutely fantastic. You know, and it was warm. Summers were warm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but they were warm. Yeah. I just remember them, and it was so hot. The '76 summer. Mm. Cool, that was odd. Mm. That was awful. There was the. It was when there were all those weird plants were growing and stuff like that. You know, they think of those in papers, but there's weird plants they hadn't seen before. <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, it was, but it was so hard. I do remember that one. That was a roaster. But so, your, so your two big memories have been really hot and it's snowing. Yeah, snowing the following year. Actually, the following year. <laughs> and it was late. I think it was May, if I'm brightly. Winter was, 77. I think it was May. Mm-hmm. And that was the Jubilee year as well. 77? Yeah, what was yeah, the yeah, Jubilee, yeah. yeah. And uh, we were uh, drawing flags from school and stuff like that to hang up to remember the Jubilee. Okay. So, so, so again, if we're going back to this idea of like between the ages of 10 and 14, you'd mainly go out and play with a couple of friends. Yeah, and how basically. Would, so would you arrange to meet them beforehand or how would you? we just go from school, see your mother. You usually said, you know, just like, you call around the house, but basically we call, no, we call around the house because I used to call around Hardy's Jewellery. His father's but was Hardy's Jewellers in Sherborne, the old Hardy's Jewellers. And um, just knock on the door, come down, off you go. Oh, and dress in, a bit later on we used to, um, that's when we could go to pubs. Quite young. Okay, we'll come, we'll come on that, so, yeah, we'll come on to that. Um, and you said you had a sister. I mean, yeah. is that an older sister, younger? No, a younger sister, younger. So, so did you ever have to look after him? And would your mother say, right, look yeah, after him? Yeah, yeah, because I've got a very younger brother as well, and a younger sister. And I used to look after them, babysit. So was that a chore? Was that like something? No, it's night time, really. It used to be quite late, so we would be in anyway, you know, and we'd be able to watch television. You weren't allowed to watch a lot of television. What was not done. Oh, right. We only had a small black and white little thing in the, in the second sitting room. So your telly was restricted? Yeah, hour a night. And you used to have to save it up to watch a film. <laughs> so you could watch a two-hour film. Yeah, yeah, two, two, two nights TV without to get a film, and that was then. And don't forget that uh, stuff like John Cavan's News Around was on, and Cracker Jack and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And, and it was like um, it was twenty minutes or thirty minutes, but you you timed it from the minute started to the minute it finished, and then you had your minutes all added up oh, okay. to watch your time. It was great because I did I did a lot of I did a lot of study maths and stuff like mm. that because. Um, it was important to get fairly good grades, even though work was, there was no problems with finding work. It was jobs to a penny. It was so many jobs. Unbelievable. You know, if I wanted to walk out of one job on Friday, I'd have a job on a Monday. Really, okay. really easy. Okay. Well, that's quite good, because my, my remembrance of 76, 77 was high unemployment. No, 79 I was. 
79, 81. So it had picked up by then, really. 81, 82. We had another recession, I think, for 82, I think it was. Mm. 82, 83. But I was already then, I was already in hotels. And I was in, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, I'd gone up Salisbury and then moved up to London. Um, so the programmes you used to watch then were like, yeah, so yeah, John Craven's News Round and um, Cracker Jack and any other ones that, you, that you'd save up your hours to watch? Take Heart. Oh, yeah. Take Heart, yeah. And what about the radio? Was that a... Radio, Radio 4. Always in the house. Radio 4. Oh, yeah. All the time. In the speakers. We had speakers in every room in the house. Oh, right. It was all uh, plumbed in. It, it wasn't a... Mo- it wasn't a a snobby thing it was just the fact is that we all that's why we didn't watch much TV because we had radio on all the time so that and your, your parents were very keen radio that they, they, they yeah. plumbed all that radio the speaker yeah the whole, the whole house was plumbed out and even bathroom and so we could actually hear radio wherever we were at the same level mm. not like today you had a digital one one room and a, oh it's so annoying you've got one speaker and mono and then yeah, digital like, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. just the, and an analogue in the other room oh, just like... drives me mad that does <laughs> that's why we're, we're gradually slowly plumbing in this household no, oh, yeah. all. but um, yeah radio it was always about topics of the day and then we had the uh, I remember the early days when the strikes were on when the four hour days were on oh yeah back yeah, in the early 70s four day working week mm. stuff like that that was pretty weird coffee was in there'd been a coffee f- plantation failure and coffee was incredibly expensive. That was when I was 12, 13. That's a strange memory to have in your No, time. I remember it because we bought, they bought, they sold coffee, but they sold coffee with chicory in it. Do you remember that? And they came in through? Well, like camp coffee type stuff. Yeah, but it was co-op. All right. But it had chicory in it. It tasted bloody awful. And we, if you wanted to buy coffee, it was incredibly expensive. It was something like... I remember the packet saying 12 and a half pence for a box, small box of coffee, which was a lot of money then. And there's, um, I can't remember when decimation, when did decimation happen? When it happened that? by, yeah, sort of 72? 72, 72 yeah, that's right, because I remember the changeover, because we I was learning in arithmetic, mm. and learned old maths, and I had six months pocket money a week, and then I had to convert, and it was then I got 20 pence, which is a lot of money, and things, and then it was like, you had to, so I learnt two languages. I learnt metric and imperial, which mm. is quite interesting. You look at the imperial because I can switch to both. And still today, people, you know, like the old folk, don't can't do it. They just can't switch over. And the new kids, they go, "What on earth is an inch?" And they say, "Well, that's what it was, or what's well, shilling, or you know, twelve pence." Mm. It's really odd. It's, so well, I, I can't remember see pounds, shillings, and pence anymore. Oh, I do. And I remember the, the ten bob notes. Well. And the fact it was called LSD. Yeah, I remember. I remember doing the triple calculations we used to do at school. Okay. The triple calculations. How old are you? I'm a bit older than you. I'm 52. I'm 50, but I do remember it. Mm. I, remember quite, I don't remember yeah. it, but it's like yeah, well, that thing like you're saying of of the two systems and and calculations. Yeah. 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 You had to. You, you flipped over. You mm. moved. Over. And then they were trying to bring the speed limits into kilometres. No way. As a, <laughs> that, that was absolutely. That was just too far. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that you you wouldn't have had a a safe system yeah mm. no no that never did never happened did it no and then pounds and ounces gradually wheedled out to kilograms but they're still doing it because it's uh yeah, we've still, we still got this yeah strange mishmash um what about the toys did you have many toys around the house i mean like on a cold wind cold day yeah, board, games. What, board, board sort of games what sort of board games monopoly it's favorite me and denise were quite competitive monopoly okay. she used to cry Every time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Monopoly, Scrabble, you know, and there was uh, The Great Escape. That was the big one. Oh, what's that one? I don't remember. Uh, that about one. the prisoners and mm. the Colditz. That's oh, a brilliant board, brilliant board game. If you, if you could find that, The Great Escape. It's a fun, and I, my favourite one was Great, The Great Journey of, Great Railway Journey of Britain. You used to go around the country on a railway. Do you remember that? No, no. Cool, that was, that was when I was, uh, how old was I then? 11, 12, I still got it upstairs in the attic. Means it used to because you used to take a journey around the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, I remember that one. I mean, I remember, like, say, the key ones, um, like Cluedo and Monopoly. Oh, Cluedo, yeah, Monopoly, and, yeah. yeah. Um, but fo- yeah, I think it was like football, like Sabutio. Not a fan. Mm, not, a, not a football yeah. fan at all. Rugby? Yeah. F- football, don't understand it. Mm-hmm. If I look at them, they're kicking the ball around together. 
I don't really know what they're doing, carry on. But um, yeah, we know we're at school. Didn't they, didn't they do a rugby version of Sabutio, do you think? I can't remember that. I wonder. Well, I can't curious. remember that. No. No, I can't remember but, that. But, but, but that... Um... The World Cup, I remember, the World uh, Rugby is when you used to collect the coins. Oh, yeah. That was football, mm. and that was, I think it was rugby as well. Mm. So with, the, like, petrol tokens like that. That's right. Sh- shell was. Mm. Uh, and they had these glasses as well. Crank. <laughs> I've just got to see stemmed glasses in your, in your cabinet. You never use them. <laughs> but they were there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a... So did you used to collect things like that then, like coins? It was at school. Yeah. It was swapses, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, the thing like Trump's. And, um, yeah, Trump's was kind of big because the jets was in then. Airplanes, jets, fighter jets. Mm. I don't know what fighter jets because we hadn't had a war. Cool. I don't know why it was fighter jets. Super jets like the, the SR seven one Blackbird, you know that one. That no. was but the SR-7? war but let's say the war was very much in our consciousness still, wasn't it? Yeah, the SR seven one the Blackbird flying but the... I don't remember all that those, those Trump cars. God sake. I've my seen cousin, it. I've seen it on the boat of the um of the Ark Royal in okay. in New York. But I remember my cousins were quite liking them. <sighs> Great. I mean were and animals. More wild animals. But yeah, sort of thing where you'd buy a pack yeah. in a seal and then you'd get them out and you'd have you'd have one already and then you'd yeah, that's good. yeah, you'd swap them over, swap these, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh... So do you remember any other games you'd play in, in school play playground? Beating each other up. <laughs> <laughs> um, running, I was a school running for the school. I used to run a lot for the school. But but in break times, more more like sort of, more um, runs sort of the... Well, you weren't. You had boys' games and you had girls' games. Girls skipped, and boys just hung around really. And just basically smoked out the back, which they used to do. My friend, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else did we used to do? I oh, used to go home lunch times. Yeah, that was. I used to go home lunch times, so didn't used to play in much in lunch times because we only lived across the road yeah. in okay. school. And um, but I don't really remember very much about playing games in the schoolyard. It was like. Um, hmm. If anything, I used to do when you go to the art classes and does work there. Mm. But I say, if you went home, you probably wouldn't have had much time for, you know, go home, Literally. have some lunch and then back, nah, back, back to school. Literally, 30 minutes back to school. Mm. Have a sandwich, get something to eat, drink, mm. and back to school again. But um, And your friends, did they come back with you to your home? Or were they, you just come back on your own? Uh, no, I used to go back on my own. Yeah, because they, they lived just down the road. So they used to go back to their house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Robin lived about seven houses down from me. Mm. Um, did you ever take part in any structured leisure stuff like cubs and scouts and yeah I was a cub and I was a scout and I used to do a lot of charity work young charity work uh, running for I don't know leukemia or something like some, some things that were around and, so, so uh, cubs and scouts what you meet once a week yeah once a week in the hall and what, what activities did you get up to there oh, we used to do our badges yeah, we used to when we used to go away for our camping. We used to have to do our badges, like lighting a fire, yeah, sewing a badge on. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which one was bad. It was all, it was okay. It was a bit um, archaic. It was cold, always bloody cold. So yeah, there was an old, an old village. Yeah, yeah, old village of, hut. Yeah, 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 no heating. Yeah, no, 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 not heated on. You were in shorts. Mm. God, it was so cold. that. So will there be there'll be a lot of running running about. Oh, battles up and up yeah. and down, and then and then uh, leapfrogging and stuff like that. You know, just don't go and get um, yeah yeah leapfrogging and tag and all that sort of mm. stuff. Yeah, just yeah, intriguing. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, enjoyable enough for you to go back and for the Cubs and join yeah, the yeah, Scouts yeah. again. Yeah 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 yeah. It was it was it was it was well we did his mates as well. Mm. You know. But I was gonna say, how would you join? Do you remember joining? I mean, yeah, Adrian was something... Adrian was there, so I went there. Hmm. So my mates went, so my mates went, like all of the clubs, really. The, oh, we used to have the uh, youth club as well, Top of Town. That was pretty good, that was. Pete Burnham, I think his name used to run it. Really great guy. Really great guy. Disco, I mean, that's like that. And that so, was once a week as well. Yeah. Okay, so was that, that, so that's about 14 plus in the village? Yeah, youth club. Uh, youth club was about, yeah, 13, 13, 14, yeah. 14, yeah, about that. Yeah, 14 to 18, really. Yeah, it was a good good time. And that was what, like a Friday night? Yeah, or we used to have a Friday or Saturday, actually. Saturday you used to have a disco every now and then, and uh, it was where the art centre is at the top of Cheat Street now, in Sherborne. That's where it was. It's now an art, art, something like that. It would be a shame, really, because it used to be a great hall. But uh, used to have a tuck shop. Yeah. 
not Australian, but Pete Byrne, I think his name, Pete Byrne. Yeah, really good guy. Really ran it well. Okay. Mm. So yeah, that's so, so disco. So, so so again, it's that thing. So because yours are secondary modern, so it was boys and girls school. Yep. So it's that thing then of, of getting of an age and meeting partners and yeah. And then was that when when about so you mentioned going out to pubs and sneaking a drink? What, what age were you then when that happened? Fourteen, fifteen. Okay. And <laughs> how, how how did you manage to get served at fourteen? I used to wear a jacket. <laughs> I mean, wear a jacket. <laughs> what jacket and tie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear a jacket. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Um, I won't tell at the pub because they'll get done. <laughs> oh, I don't think at this time. Well, yeah, well, there was the King's Ed. It was, uh, it was ever so funny because my mate, there was an older mate, Stuart, he was 18, 19, and Adrian was always older, even though he was my age, he was all, he always looked older, so we could get away with it. So long as you sat quietly in the corner, I didn't make him play fool of yourself. The White Horse used to be allowing underage as well. I used to drink bitter, oh, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I used to drink because, it. Because it was a man's drink. Yeah, I know. It was just horrible. I used to drink it. I really don't like this, but I have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite interesting. And then the Half Moon in, Ch- in Half Moon Street. That was when 16 we were allowed in there then. 16, 17. But the thing is, that the, the, it was very well run, the town, because Inspector Dennett was the uh, inspector then. And he, God, he ruled the town with a rod of iron. If you were caught doing this wrong, he'd smack you around the back of the head and send you home. You didn't want to cross him. I tell you, just oh. he was very. It was a great town, mm. really, really well-run town. Mm. But um, yeah, he certainly used to really rod of iron. So, so if you got hit on the back of the head by him, and would you go home and tell your parents? No, go home and tell him. He would go home and march you back and mm. tell him, and say what you've been doing, and then you'd have another bollocking, and then send or a slap or a whip as might, and then it was upstairs. Yeah, so that was a. Uh, I was always getting in trouble. <laughs> well, I expect you were drinking, drinking at fourteen. <laughs> it was me, Adrian, and Peter. We were dreadful. <laughs> we were dreadful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good growing up though. Mm. Yeah, good growing up. Yeah, it was a great time to grow up in. Mm. Yeah. Because like you say, it's got it's got that it has got that sense of like I say it's quite a small town and there's a lot of countryside around it. Yeah, it's very well protected. Mm. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's not a, and again, Sherborne's like Dorchester, very protective, very uh, protected of its citizens, you know, to make sure that um, if anything's going on, it's dealt with. All Apart from the size, I would agree, because it's got a very similar feel yeah, to it. Yeah, very much so. That's why we came back here. Yeah. That's why I came back, because the thing is, I said I wanted to go home just one day, as it work. I said, right, that's it, go now. <laughs> so we got on the plane, came back. Okay, so we're, all right, we're coming on to teenage. Um, and then we touched on those quite right, Kate. Um, so you're in Sherbourne, 14 and then six, 14 to sort of 16. Yeah. Um, your activities that you, you'd have about this time probably stop stop going to the scouts, I suppose, and yeah, going, yeah, and going to the youth club and, and going to the pub. Youth more. club, pub, and then it was uh, college because I had to travel to college. I went to college in Salford. And that sense of going out to the woods and roaming would that have like sort of like stopped doing? Yeah, stopped we were in the pub. And then you'll be it. and you'll be working as well. Yeah, Saturdays working always. Started working in restaurants. So your leisure time really just stopped from roaming outside. Yeah, because I was doing evening waiting stuff and evening cooking, and then it was weekend cooking, mm. and then I'd be, yeah, I very rarely saw them. Oh, really? No, and then it's going to, going to college, come back, work in evenings and weekends to pay mm-hmm. for it. And doing your homework. Yeah, absolutely. With work, majority of work, thankfully at college was always done at college. But then I had to do the Friday the evening class at college for the restaurant service. You know, we used to do a proper restaurant service. And uh, deal with the uh, public, paying public coming in, mm. and then in the summer holidays and Easter holidays, I used to work in the hotels in Salisbury and Wales. I used to work out there, and then I used to got my first job in Nine Regis, okay. in Cliff Hotel. And that's so. I was that age seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. You got. I actually did the summers in Pembrokeshire in a family-run hotel out there, which was really great. It's called the Jerusalem Hotel. Fabulous place, privately owned, brilliant, own private beach. Great time. Drink as much as you liked, ate whatever you wanted, and it was just like a really well-run family hotel. Still going today. In fact, the son, Angus, he was two when I was working there, and now he's running it um, with his wife and his son. So it's quite intriguing to see the years, the, yeah, yeah, the well, years go on. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, yeah, so then it was uh, job time. So, so those two friends you had as a as a as a youngster, mm. I mean, you're still hanging out with them at sort of sixteen, no. eighteen. They sort of I, oh yeah, sixteen, eighteen, yeah. Yeah. But then they really. My best mate Mark, who's um, he's been, he was my, well he is. I'm his, I'm his, I gave him, I was his best man at his wedding, and I, I'm godfather to his third son, and we've still very good friends. You know, we see each other not as much as we like to, uh, but he lives in Sherborne still, and I live here, so um, we speak often on the phone. And he's, um, yeah, he's done well. Okay. Family man, three boys. Um. There's obviously a big, there's obviously a big gap then as you become like an adult mm. in your leisure. I mean, we've already touched from just from becoming a child to a teenager. There's a there's a change in oh, yeah. what, what you're doing. What happens to your leisure time as you 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 become your work's taken up all your time? Your work becomes your leisure. That's when you start switching over to you. When you're in catering retail industry, you generally you socialise with your colleagues and things that you know family. Didn't see much of them. The, the, the thing is that you only Christmas and New Year and some some holidays. But catering and retail, it's the busiest times of the year, so you can't see them. Mm. Or so, or you squeeze a couple of days in in between or after it all. Mm. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot going on then. It was the seventies and eighties, you know. Well, you're, well, yeah, probably just lots of the time. It's your it's your age. I think it's a lot then, going on. Yeah, but there was a lot going on. The fact is that we had just gone into the. The markets, the credit markets, the things like that, you know, the money, mm-hmm. earning, you know, Britain was a very black place, we're a black and grey place in the 70s, it was very dark, you know, just, uh, I don't seem to remember much colour. Oh, really? What about what, glam rock? That was late, uh, early, early. late 70s, yeah, I'd say 76, yeah, 76 Mark, no, Mark Bowler was 72, 73, mm. 74, sorry, mm. so Mark Bowler and Queen not Queen, yeah, Queen, and there was, oh, what's that? Oh. It's funny for you to say that it's, it's a grey period, because I, yeah, I, I think, it was I a grey, grey period. It's very bright and plasticky, and if you could afford to wear the things that people and they, yeah, the colour from dresses, because we didn't have much money, you see, and the thing is that, and it was Sherborne's a country town, you know, mm. it's a little country town, and things like that, you don't wear things like that in in Sherbourne, even now, you, know, <laughs> you don't wear things, daughters are very conservative as well, you know, the way you dress, it's like a okay. t-shirt, jumper and trousers, it's not something that screams, look at me, you know, the things that when you go to the city, like when I went to London, bloody hell, that was a real shock, you know, and Birmingham mm. and all that sort of thing, and it's like, because my first, I used to go to London when I was about 18, for days out, just to see it, Okay. just see the experience of it. And then it was, well, 18, it was, uh, what was 18? 1981, 82. And then you could see unusual things, like what museums, and I went to stuff like that, did a lot. And it was like, but I always remember it being grey. It was very grey. I think it was because, yeah, brown, grey. So so I'm just thinking about, coming back to your free, the idea of free time, so you're working in catering, um, and your so your free time is just spent. So you're working, and then you, you're finished. You're just hanging out with your colleagues and eating and drinking. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And then you go to bed. Get a nightclub. Get really late back. Yeah. And then you'd be up for the breakfast service. Still drunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been out till four o'clock in the morning. Mm. Yeah. And that was what it was like. But we were only nineteen, twenty. Yeah. Mm. It was just we were young. Yeah. Just and, like, and then things like clothes and shopping. Would that uh, come? Top that come man had just come out then. Burton's, Burton's first and Top Man, because I used to work for them. I worked for them briefly in retail, and. But but so. But, it so was, yeah, it was kind of. Was that part of your ledger though? Sort of going out and buying new clothes. Yeah, because it was easy credit, personal account, mm. and that, yeah. and things like they were. This was when the market started to change. This is when things started to happen. Money was freed up, you know, credit cards, debit cards. Yeah, this was new, but you were. I had a credit card when I was, what was it like, 23, 24? Yeah, I think I, that was with the court bank. Was that? But they were, they were brand new, inv- you know. Oh, it was like, you could spend whatever you wanted. Yeah. And you did. And boy, did you pay for it. You know, but I mean, you know, I know now, we're all sensible, but then 
it wasn't understood. And so the result is free money. Mm. So let's go and spend it. Mm. Well, that's what it was advertised as, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, free money. But it was something like 29.6 APR. Bloody hell. <laughs> when you look at it, if that personal account was 29% APR, a monthly, very high premium, so you didn't pay it off. Mm. I was like, grief, stealing money, really. And then you started to learn and understand things, and then it was the... Because shopping become a big... That's when it sort of really took yeah, off, yeah, as, yeah. as a leisure pursuit. And so was that something that you, you really enjoyed? Um, did I enjoy shopping? Um, yeah, it was... I didn't get my first house till I was 30. 34 I was. I got my first house. 34? No, 1988 it was, 35, I'd have been 35, because you just, you never bought, you just rented, mm. and you, you had rooms, as we used to have, you know, rooms in the house, and it's a family, you know, a room upstairs, we always used to have a room each, or we'd live in the hotels, so we'd have never had to rent or anything, just take some rental money out of our salaries, and that was it. So your job really tied you in with your, your accommodation to live as well. So you're kind of stuck really, unless you move to another job with accommodation. So it's kind of a bit difficult. But um, yeah, going out and about. So you didn't, we didn't really need to shop then because of the um, everything was there. But but if you're going out to nightclubs, and obviously the big thing about nightclubs is the look. Oh, the dressing up, mm. yeah, of, of clothes. Especially yeah, in the 80s, because you're talking about the new romantics, really, aren't you? Yeah, that was yeah, I was right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Striped shirts, collarless shirts, yeah. Mm. That was it. So There's a big, big thing of the look and the clothes. And... But the thing is that when the punk days were out, I was a punk and then I was a mod and then it was the new romantics. Now, the punk days, you could use your old clothes and tear them up or make your clothes. The mod days, you went to Oxfam to get suits from the 50s. These were suits from the 50s and 60s that you were using, hence the jacket in the pub. And the thing is that um, it was, um, yeah, it was, and then top man at the Burton group was the one that brought it down I was 20 then 20 and 21 and that's when you could get the look personal account cheap money isn't it where it all started being easier to get but yeah my sister she used to it was when rock and roll was around again you know they had the shorty body and all that sort of well, a bit earlier than that, I think, yes. But the Teddy Boys, yeah. Yeah, they were. Quite, they were quite, they they did, yeah. My sister was, was with, a t- with a Teddy Boy. Uh, the Andy White, his name was, yeah. He was in the chill And I remember Denise wearing this spotted, pleated prop thing and thinking, how oh, very odd. But, uh, yeah, no, I was... Oh, plat- platforms were in for boys and uh, bell bottoms. They were weird. And you had one pair of them. Mm. But, but Patch going, pockets. Mm. But you're going back then, really, because you're going back to your school days, really. Yeah, was... yeah. But it was, I just remember, so I just vaguely remember some things reappearing again, and it was like, okay, fine. And, uh, and then it was the men's clothes was like stripes. Yeah, blue stripes, stuff like that. But it's interesting, like shopping. Like some people, like it's a, it's a real chore, and shopping sometimes is a, it's their prime leisure pursuit. And it's an interesting, I find that very interesting thing about the idea of the concept of leisure. And shopping is that one that, it's one of those clear ones, it's a clear dividing line that some people really enjoy going shopping and buying things. And other people just think, oh. No, I don't like it. I'm not a great fan of, if I have to buy something, I'll go in the shop and buy it. Mm. That's it. The thing is, the thing is, principle, it's changed now because the fact is that, uh, we both cook at home. Um, I cook nearly everything, mm. and um, we enjoy it. And uh, so, my principal leisure shopping is food. Mm. I like to buy food, mm. and the thing is that, or so uh, usual things like mm. coffee. Mm. So is that in quite enjoyable speak then? Just, you know, to go to the go oh to, John go Lewis to, to go to the shop and, and look and look for the food and, and oh and yeah, go. you go you go to Waitrose. We're a waitress, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a waitress fan. I love them. I think yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. And the thing is that... But I still find that to be a chore myself. Oh, I love it. It's something you have to do because you have to eat. No, I love it because I look at it and I see and I think thinking that, oh, I really could make something really great with that. And uh, we do. Like Sunday, I spend four days Sunday. I've just, I've just done a brined beef. You've been here about these programmes? 
where they've been marinating joints of beef and brine, and then they roast it. Mm. And I tell you, we did a pork joint the other day, and the cracking was absolutely superb. And things, but the Sunday, I will have the radio four off. Mm. I'll be in that kitchen there, and I'll be cooking from 10.30 to about 3 o'clock, doing stuff, and then we'll have to lunch and watch film. And that's my Sunday. Okay. But I'll be listening to Radio 4. So it's probably quite similar to what your parents did. Desert Island Disc, that's it. Desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Desert that. Island Disc. I, it's yesterday. I tell you, if you could listen to what you're doing today, mm-hmm. that will give you a lot of insight on what to look for because I tell you, she was amazing woman. Mm-hmm. Amazing woman. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, no, so it's, yeah, lot, lot, so it's quite similar to what your parents probably did on the Sunday then. Yeah, it's we did. Some, you know, Sunday dinner. We did. We used to set, we used to, I used to do the vegetables and then the... Yeah, it was always, the radio was on. Yeah, right. I never thought about that, actually. The radio was always on. Rose-tinted windows, because we had patio doors out into the garden. So the sun was out. Mm-hmm. Sit down in the benches, you'd have the umbrellas up. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole family would get together for Sunday dinner. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Fair enough, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to finish the service at the restaurant at three o'clock. I expect the only difference is probably, you're, probably your mother was doing the cooking then, I expect. Um, yes, because I was working in the restaurant up the road. Then I used to come home, and yes, it would be done. Actually, both did it, actually. They both okay. did it. Yeah, they both one, did it, yeah. Okay. But that's one of those d- big differences, I suppose, in, the, in how ch- I, I envisage that socials change, is that men are much more involved in the kitchen nowadays than they used to be. No, we were all involved okay. in the kitchen. Yeah, very much so. In fact, yeah, used to cook. Yeah, both used to cook. In fact, if anything, uh, mum used to look after the younger ones. Or the, yeah, because we used to come home, and then we'd all have the desserts, and... Remember the um, elderflower pop we used to make? Mm-hmm. Ginger beer, we used to make that. Mm-hmm. Lemonade, all that sort of stuff, we just made it. It's cheaper than buying it. And things that when flowers were out, we weren't picking for them and stuff like that. Okay, is that, is that something you still do? I still do for Slow Jack. Okay. I do it every year. Oh, yeah. I go originally across the. I wait for the elderflower to come out, <laughs> and I still haven't done it successfully for three years. Um. Coming back specifically to Dorchester mm. at some stage, because mm. one of the things that I am desperately looking for is memories oh. of Dorchester. You moved back um, in later life. Yep. What sort of leisure activities did you get up to here? So what sort of age are you when you moved back? Well, I was 34, 33, okay. 33, 34, 33 actually, yeah, because it's 17 years. 33 I was. I came back. Um, I was going to go to Sherville, and I looked at Dorchester, and uh, luckily... One of my younger sisters living on Portland, so um, I stayed with her. Just got back from Africa, um, and I thought, well, parents have passed away unfortunately. Mum gone you know, a couple of years before, um, and then I just I was in Dorchester, just going out and about with mates. You know, I hadn't mm-hmm. seen for years. It's like this, and we all met in Dorchester because this is the Nightclub scene is not in Dorchester, and um, well, it's not in yet Sherbourne either, though. No, well, no, we used to. Ah, yeah. we used to have a disco. We used to have a disco once a month at the Digby Hall, right. and that was big. Uh, as they come from all over the show for that. Sure it, wasn't, than, sure, it wasn't a tea party. No, we drink was there. Yeah. I can tell you that it was a bloody good night. I tell you that. Yeah, it was a great disco. That really good. And then the Half Moon had a disco on Saturday night as well. So it was in the pubs. Yeah. So the only way you could get his late license for Saturday night was a disco in the in the in the pub. But um, yeah, no, the Digby Hall was definitely fun, really good fun that was. And then there was there was Blades at Somerton, if you know that one. Mm-hmm. Now that was an old, that was for the older gentlemen and ladies. And we used to sneak over there at twenty, and uh, go into that disco, and that was a real. And then there's the Taps Hotel in Melbourne Port. You know this one? No, no, no. no. That, you go deep history of Dor- Dorset mm-hmm. and the Taps Hotel at Melbourne Port. You say to anybody around that area, it was very famous. It was completely off the wall. It was like, it was so different. It was, uh, bands played and it was like, it was really wild and rowdy and just great fun. And just, um, it was just, you had to walk there from Sherborne. Okay. It I was glad how you got up there. Walk there. Walk back. <laughs> <laughs> Took us an hour and a half, wasn't like that to get there, but that was what, what you did. You had to walk. You know, they, <laughs> there wasn't any cars. Not, I didn't. My dad passed the testament. I was 
So how often would you go there? Will that like once a week? Would that become your regular haunt for a... That'll be our once a month, really. And they it was just it chopped around. You know, if one did it one week, someone else did it the following week. So there was something always going on, but you had to find it. Mm. And the thing is that, and you were only allowed in if you were welcomed in. If, if, you, if your face didn't fit, that was it, out. Very strange, really. Because I'm, you know, local lad, we were just all that. All of us were pretty rowdy anyway, the three of us. And... Um, we used to just go in and have some fun. That was a really good night. Yeah. Anyway, come back to Dorchester. Yeah, yeah. So I came back and um, I met my other half here. Okay. And that was it. Because it's interesting, that's, that's everything I think it's like, so when you settle down with a partner and that, that sense of balance in work, family and leisure is quite a hard one. Mm. And everybody does it in a different way. Mm. I mean, how do you balance leisure now as part of your life? Well... I mean, obviously, cooking on a Sunday is one big thing. That's my that's my thing. That's my thing. I will be in there and do it. And just it's just that that is my one the most important day of the week for me is to be my time in there. And that's because I'm I I do a lot of um, political work and stuff like that, and I have a lot of casework in the town. And that's my and that sounds weird, but that's my leisure. Mm. It's uh, I'm a very active person. I'm into a lot of organisations. I do a lot of things with mm. the town because that's what I wanted to do. Mm. I, I felt I fell in love with Dorchester. Mm. You know, Dorchester is a place. If you don't like it, you leave. If you if you if you if you like it, you love it. And it's one of these towns where it gets into your skin and it gets into the every part of your life. You were like I walk down the street and say hello, and then we'd have a chat about something's going off in Brewery Square or. Yeah, something's happening in, in town or someone's done such and such and I'm listening to it and it's just really really nice because it's a very interactive town it's a in, that's where that's my leisure mm. it's because I'm a very people's person mm. I'll, no I'll, I mean, it's very interesting when you talk about that because because um, I found it more to be people of um, sort of like the, the older generation who've done something as a hobby and it's become their work that yeah. idea of where does leisure and work well, that's what's happened to me now because yeah. I've just, I've just, I've just gone part time. Um, I only work two days a week, but the shop I joined, I, I was in, um, I ended up in retail banking. I used to work for NatWest, and I used to be an advisor for them. And I had four branches here: at Sherborne, Weymouth, Dorchester, and Wareham. I used to go on advising what was going on, otherwise lending money, and um, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, and I was top advisor for Southern England, and it doubled my target. And I went, no. And my other half is a senior pharmacist at Dorset County Hospital, and we thought, well, what we can do? And we weren't seeing each other because I was because I was successful with my work. I was going away a lot with the banking industry and getting prizes like Athens stuff like that. It was all over the show, and um, because my skills were selling I'm a, I'm a seller if someone says to me what do you want to do with this I will sell it and for the best way possible not just to sell it mm. but for the enhancement or the, the benefit of the personal industry whatever I'm dealing with so that's what I do all the time so I was finding that we were just like not drifting apart we just would never see each other mm. and I said well this is ridiculous you know and then it's uh, my other half's man, you probably gather that, he's in the photograph. <laughs> That's Martin, yeah. He's, uh, he's we, we, we're very fortunate because when we both met, uh, we're quite well off. Mm. And uh, I did a few, I built a few businesses in, in the Midlands. I sold a pub and a restaurant and I built a, another restaurant, sold to a nightclub and I did various things. So I've always been busy as such. And... Uh, so we met on even footing, should we say. And that was nice because then Baz, who owns the cook shop in Antelope Walk, do you know that one? Yeah, yeah I do, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was running that for him. Okay. And he owns it. And uh, we've just opened another shop in the garden centre at Poundbury. And, um, oh, yes, I know. Yeah, that's me. I built that with Baz. And uh, he asked me then, he said, I want you to come into business with me. I said, don't want to. He said, no, I, I really want you to come into business with me. We've been a brilliant eight years together. And I, I, she joined his shop because I'm a chef. I've done retail. I know how to sell. Um, 
you know, I know the products inside out. And um, it's been a great journey, been great fun. Mm. And I've had a lot of fun with it. And then um, when we took on that one, all the work patterns changed. It was like, oh shit, here we go. Eight, nine, 10 day working weeks, you know. It's at the end, Baz is going, I, st- I can't do this. And then I had a heart attack. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. not good. I had three actually. Oh no. And that was um, yeah. That a wake was, up call. Um, it was um, it was fucking frightening. It really was because the bandage. I thought, why? Uh, but hold it one minute. What's going on? And then my doctor sat me down and he said, "You better slow down, Dave, or else you're going to fall into the ground." I had all the tests done. It was a virus of the heart. That was all it was, and uh, it just knocked me completely out. It was like something just went click. So then for so so but yeah but so essentially so you become a counselor you know so it's a very interesting that thing of like yeah of yeah which is quite nice because I think we live such busy lives it's yeah. a balance between which is one of the things that we're sort of like been like working with Age UK and Pop really is that that life work balance and getting ready for retirement yeah. really in a way yeah. It's a difficult subject for most people because well, they have talked to, about it. Yeah, they have, yeah. to, they have mm. to work. You have to work to provide mortgages or rent or family. Yeah. Um, well, that's the first thing. Is. We haven't got children and mm. things that also the fact that we've nearly paid for the house, and we've got we've done well on savings mm. and stuff. But the things that now I do two days a week, mm. and the rest of my time is now devoted to town. Mm. I do a lot of town stuff. Mm. You know, the museum, the crime prevention, the council. You know, archaeological society a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that interests me has always interested me mm-hmm. but um yeah and then you've got the the balance as you said you know the leisure time balance uh sometimes meetings can be a chore you know you can think in planning department like i'd be planning every fourth week and management of the town every fourth week mm-hmm. borough gardens i'm on the borough gardens committee so i look after that so it's like it just gets starts to creep under your skin mm. yes yeah, busy person mm. it's always busier mm. You never find a, a dull, busy person because he's always busy, like you. Mm. You're always into things. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and then you get asked to do other things, like chairman of the Liberal Democrats. This is my, mm. I'm up for re-election next week, so they want me to do it. But I've gone over this certain, a certain procedure within law of statute where you can only do it for four years and then you have to step down. Okay. They say, well, we don't want you to step down. I said, well, you'll have to. Exactly. change the constitution or do something like that yeah. it's going to be so it might give me a chance to do something else got my eye on a couple of other things <laughs> but um, yeah no it's, it's very interesting because Martin he's photographic society okay. so he's uh, he's and he's also drugs advisor for, for southern England does a lot of uh, case work for America mm. so there's a lot of stuff we're always busy mm. but but he's choosing that. That's what again. That's below in his, his ledger and all of his work in a way. There. Yeah, that's what's coming away from his. He's getting himself ready for retirement. Mm. He's retiring in nine years. Mm. I will probably be out by nine as well. But the thing is that. Um, well, but you have really partly retired because because it's interesting. Like you say, when you say retirement, yeah, because you probably won't really. Because you, I don't see why you would stop doing what you're. Well, doing. no, I've just applied you... to be a teaching assistant to the school, mm. and that's one thing that really does excite me is, is children. Mm. I think it's fantastic to watch them. And especially the age between five and eleven, mm. like my nephew's grown up, and I've got loads. Actually, think about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, um, it's always fascinates me to watch them. And being in the town, you're often involved with the kids as well, mm. you know. And uh, just the things when they're coming in and they're choosing for mum and dad, and they're having a bit of this and they're cooking that, and everything's like you're chatting really well, finding out about what they're up to, and. Uh, it's always fascinating me, so that's what I wanted. That's why I reduced my eyes to the shop, and then when I find the right position that I want in school, mm. not what school wants for me. But no, no, because you can choose now, really. I, I can mm. choose what I want to do, mm. and that's where Martin is doing as well. He's choosing various things that he could actually use as a skill, mm. but being for pleasure, mm-hmm. not for just doing just for so, income. Yeah, just for working for mm. income, because mm. the, inc- the income becomes irrelevant. Mm. It's the quality of life yeah. is there yeah. so that's it's very nice to do it it's, it's, well, it's a very nice, work. nice luxury position because I do think the difference between us and the, and the young generation is we've had booming house prices and we've managed to um, I think I've been quite lucky yeah, you know, yeah. I think young people can like we bought this and we bought this uh, 10 years ago mm. and it was completely marketed wrongly mm. 
and I saw it and I said, this is it, mm. grab it. You know, you know, my parents have made, you know, have been even better, you know, because the house prices when they bought in the 60s. But but even I've I've been lucky, and I think that's one of the things that young people they're gonna you know leave college like say you went to college they're gonna leave college with debt. Mm. They're not gonna be able to afford a house until they're forty. And no, I'm speaking to Baz's son Mark, and he's twenty five now, and they're talking about getting a mortgage for a house in Weymouth. Okay. And uh, he's and I, he's lucky because his dad's got a mm. good business, two businesses, three businesses because he's just bought for both Gerald at the pub I used to go in when I was fourteen. Mm. It's really weird. <laughs> and he told him that's a really good business angle to keep, to, to keep doing. I just saw, he just saw, he just laughed. I howled at him. Like, when he told me he bought pub, he went, oh, Dave, I bought this pub. And he showed up, I just howled at laughter. I said, that's where I used to drink. That's my first drinking place there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but um, yeah, it's... Because uh, no, a few people talk about drinking, like, not not say beer, but, you know, and it's a good market, young people. Mm. Young people, you know, they, they sort of gone, like... Bit old, older than you, obviously, but you know, gone played skittles and and they bought coke and and crisp and they just talked about, yeah, it was a good income for the pub really. When they start to look back and think about it, oh yeah, it was busy. You know, there's a crowd of them that would go yeah, in. Yeah, the buy. Swan was wherever I chef ended up chef. I was the uh, first job was in the High Cliff Hotel in Lime Regis. Did not that it was boring, and so I went back to Sherborne and joined the Swan in the High uh, Chief Street, and that was packed, mm. always packed. Mm. And I remember the Half Moon when I was. 14, 15, that was absolutely jam-packed. Mm. King's, uh, King's Cross mm. and, Sh- and Dorchester. You look at some of the puzzling when we used to come out, out to Dorchester, when we used to come out to Dorchester, the antelope was absolutely rammed. You know, it was... It was oh, really? I, the, oh, so, the, so when you're saying when you come back to Dorchester... Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was just like the, the Saturday nights and the Sunday, the rest of the day, the day looked as though it had been closed down. Mm. But at night, God, it was busy. It really was. King's, uh, the... What's the one called? Oh, I can't remember now. Junction. That's always was always oh, busy. Yeah. Always one, the busy. The one they pulled down. Is it the one that's just the junction? The one they pulled down? No. 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 The one. junction's on the corner where the crossroads is on the uh, opposite the brewery development. All oh, right. And then there's the stations which were set fire to the other day by five kids, which is really clever. But um, yeah, they were always busy. Yeah, I do remember them always being busy. Mm. Yeah, they, they were just um, yeah, Coke and Chris. Nah, bitter. <laughs> so we didn't really touch on so when so when you come back to Dorchester mm-hmm. um or, or just any is the sort of thing the sort of leisure the places you've gone to in Dorchester for leisure so things like you restaurants know. Oh, okay mm. we do a lot of uh, we do this we yeah. do the uh comedy club which is where that's the art Comedy exchange oh okay that's on the 26th, I think it is. Isn't it? So that's sort of like once a month or regularly? Once a month, yeah. We regularly once a month. We all go down there. Stand up Dorchester and all that sort of thing. And uh, Cinema Plaza, of course. Not the other one. <laughs> well, no, there's, there's a big uh, well, I, line. Uh, I think the Plaza is the best one. I, think. I love the Plaza. He's, he's mm. looked after Dorchester for many, many years. Mm. I think it's a, it's a, and it's very unusual films he does as well. Films around the world, mm. stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's, uh, and then um, we used to go to the Blue Rattle quite a lot in town, but since we moved up here, it's too far to walk. So it's, it's, it's a restaurant, is it? No, Blue pub. pub. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice proper beer pub. Um, it's very good actually. Chris and uh, Chris and Alex, I think it is. Yeah. So where's that? That's over by the Church park. Road. It's by the church, by uh, All Saints Bottom, uh, Bottom High Street, where the Crossroads is. Waitrose. Mm. Behind the back of Waitrose. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a nice pub that. Yeah, very very nice pub, very well run. What's always been fairly well run. Had a bit of dodgy period about ten years ago, but it's, it's come back together now. But um, yeah, so that's leisure. 